0: All right. Good afternoon everyone. Welcome to the Thursday, April 8th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host as always Adam Martin and I'm supposed to be joined by AJ Shula. I guess AJ is just running late right now, but I want to get the, the show started. So uh, either way, hopefully he jumps in soon, but uh, we were going to talk about Bellator today. That was the plan. This started off now, wait for people to jump in, but we do have Bellator 256 and uh, obviously one on tnt1 which was a very interesting card with some uh very interesting results you could say um some fights that i think some people you know aren't so sure that's the way those fights should have went (laughs) especially if they were uh a different promotion different rules but we'll talk about that just waiting for aj guys hold on a sec hopefully jumps in nope Hopefully he jumps in soon, guys. I don't know where he is. Maybe, he's, maybe he's taking uh, going to the bathroom or something. It's all good. <clears throat> Let's see if someone else can join in. Anyways, all right. Bellator two fifty six and one on one TNT one. Uh, might as well start talking about the one card while AJ's is uh, hopefully getting in here. Uh, all right, so. I was excited to watch it, but man, it, it turned out to be kind of a, a weird event, you know, and I feel like, I feel like this event kind of turns some people off of one a little bit too. Like this was not the greatest, I don't think, first showing for like fans that have never seen one championship before. Like if you had just seen one for the first time and you just seen that Eddie Alvarez fight and how he was given a disqualification, like a red card and stuff, stuff that we don't see in the North American MMA. You know, he might be turned off, especially, you know, the other fight with Demetrius Johnson and seeing the knee and a knee that, funny enough, the Bandaway champion UFC cost him the title, Peter Yan, but in another rule set, you can throw that knee. So I think a lot of people were confused. There were some other issues, like the, there were some technical issues. There was one point where they're trying to talk to the fighter. I think it was Eddie Alvarez, I believe, and like the, the, the microphones weren't working, the headphones weren't working, which was kind of weird. Um yeah it was just i don't know like i don't think like this was exactly like a a home run for the promotion like they wanted there's aj there you are
1: what's up dude i'm so sorry man that is on me, hundred percent i apologize
0: all right man he's here guys no worries i just started talking about i just set it up basically um you know aj like i just think this was like not the greatest showing for one like if this is your first time watching one championship which i'm not sure because you told me you weren't super familiar with i don't watch like all of them but like what was your initial thoughts on this card because i saw a lot of fans casual fans or like This is weird man like what do you think aj
1: well i think it might have been weird to somebody just starting out watching one but say new eddie and demetrius johnson is like these compelling ufc figures and like why are these guys losing in these in this other organization but like you pointed out on twitter one is a super underrated uh promotion right we've got some really talented fighters over there um so i would i would describe the event as as crazy hectic you're right because because demetrius johnson lost is like an eight to one favorite or something like that Eddie. He had like there's a little bit of controversy there, which I'm not sure if you got into, but uh, it was a crazy event, man. Mainly yeah, with those two fights, let's talk about it. I mean, we'll talk about uh, might as well go through like you watched the whole card, AJ, or you watched the main
0: card. Like, what did you watch?
1: I just got the highlights of those last two fights, or the, okay, no the worries. Alvarez. Let's talk about
0: Demetrius Johnson losing. So the knee landed, but he got knocked down with an uppercut before that. Like, this guy, I, I even said on Twitter, I was like, don't lay minus a thousand. I was, me and Marcel were like begging people not to do it, AJ. We're like, <laughs> don't do it, guys. Like, this is what I'm saying, AJ. Like, this is the danger with laying juice like that. Like, you told me you draw the line, the line at five to one. That's what you said on the last podcast. Ten to one, AJ. Like, it, it seems like easy money, right? Demetrius Johnson gets this guy we've never heard of, Adrian Marais. But, like I said, AJ on Twitter, there are great fighters in MMA all around the world that we just don't know about yet. I'll give you an example. When Bellator announced this tournament, Corey Anderson and he's fighting this guy. I can't pronounce his name. I go, who is this guy? I'm like, he must, he, he must be some can. Just assuming they wanted Corey Anderson to be pushed through the tournament. Then Marcel's like, dude, this is the ACA champion. This guy's a beast. So there's these really good fighters that can upset like top five talent in the world. Don't get me wrong, Demetrius is still a great fighter. I still believe that you know AJ, he's still going to be always remembers one of the all time greats. But he is getting up there in age. He is slowing down a bit. And he ran into a guy who's super super underrated adrian rice who is massive for this weight class and who trains at a great
1: camp in american top
0: team i was blown away by this guy's performance what do you think
1: dude that was awesome and um yeah just another example of you know like we said in the past just don't use the word lock in an mma no. right like <laughs> if somebody was asking me before the event like "Do you think Demetrius johnson wins oh so, yeah yeah i think he wins but like 8-1, like you said, I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I saw the first line open at minus four to 4-1, I thought about it. But then I looked into more of uh, Adriano, and I'm like, dude, this guy's a, an amazing fighter. I'm not going to lay that number on Demetrius. Like you said, the size disadvantage as well. Um, size is a compelling angle. It matters. This, it does matter. It does. And no matter how technical Demetrius is, no matter how few holes we know he has in his game, um, eventually there, there's a threshold there, right, where the size kind of is overwhelming. And as we'll get into maybe with Blanchfield versus Dumonts, this week there is there is a definitely a fine line with that where maybe the the size is more compelling than than the technique and it kind of overrides it yeah i,
0: I completely agree I, I think uh i'm, I'm with you i do respond that um the other fight obviously yuri Lapakis winning via dq against eddie alvarez now this is sketch bro to me like the way this line moved aj at the last second and how we're not sure if this was even a live event for it was tape delayed somewhat like there's a lot i don't know man this is really weird there's some stuff going on. Like I heard a fighter. Um, I heard there's a fighter. I can't see who it is, but I heard there's a fighter scheduled for an upcoming card who has COVID who's not going to be in the card, but they have not announced it yet. And they, I think they've already taped the event and like someone else fought. That is so weird, man. So when I saw this, agent, because I was like, Eddie Alvarez is going to roll. I watched the taping. He's pretty good, but come on. I mean, Alvarez would have won this fight via first on TKO with the majority of referees in MMA. This guy says back of the head. There was one punch that did land in the back of the head. No doubt about it. It was. But AJ, that punch lands in almost every single MMA fight. And they don't DQ guy. Give him a red card. Take away part of his purse, which is disgusting to me. They took away his money. And then they dq the guy. I feel like he got completely jobbed. I feel like that was a really bad beat. I think if you played Eddie Alvarez at like a pick price, like they closed that AJ. He was like minus 120. I think that was a great number on this guy. And I think you got jobbed here. What'd you think?
1: Yeah, it was so weird, right? Cause like, I mean, there was like no warning. It was just like, there was a couple like questionable shots or maybe even just one. And it was like, no, that's a fight. That's it. Like there was no warning. There was no, just like, it was just like, that's it. It, it is weird circumstance. I mean, it's not like, I always kind of give these sort of other promotions the benefit of the doubt in case like these. Cause the reality is it's like not all these promotions are nearly as developed as the UFC. UFC is a fine product that's been established for years. Um, I, I'm not trying to make an excuse for one, but I kind of understand the the quote unquote mistake that was made. Um, hopefully that, you know, this sort of thing doesn't happen again. Hopefully this, this Alvarez situation serves as a, as a benchmark to say, you know, maybe we did it, we shouldn't address this this way. And perhaps it gets overturned if Eddie chooses to appeal it. Yeah.
0: I, I'm curious to see what that, I mean, he says he wants to do it. So I'm curious to see if they actually, we even do that, but like, I don't know, like, it's just weird how they just called it a DQ right away. Like I, the guy got finished, though. the thing is he's hurt, right? Like he is hurt. I believe he is. Alvarez was like in tears afterwards. Like he was like, I don't know if you saw his quotes today. He was saying like, you know, like, you know, we all have a family to go home to. And like, this guy is seriously injured. And like, it made it made me sad too, man. Cause like, You know we're all sitting there complaining about our bets losing and stuff like that these guys are like getting punished in the octagon man like what they're doing you know what i mean aj like it puts it in perspective a little bit like what these guys and girls go through but i think that's a bad beat personally you know Mm -hmm. i'm all like i think that's like this these kind of calls like these dq calls are kind of worse to me than like judging decisions like they're because they're they're like super super subjective by the referee and i think the majority of refs man would like we would just called it a tko even before that final shot landed so i think he got a raw deal um i will say this though i do think he is on a bit of a decline you know but i think he looked okay in this fight i'm curious to see if they do like overturn it. maybe he just gets a title shot next so, you think you think they would do that or like because they, there's not a lot of contenders in this promotion let's be honest like for the belt do you think they would maybe just turn him around quickly and because the other guys hurt obviously
1: yeah i mean i could see that 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 would be a good compromise right considering the circumstances yeah. and, and i do agree with like the decline and that's ultimately why i passed on on eddie is like yeah we know him as this great fighter but like he's 37 now he's taking a lot of punishment um yeah he was a better fighter on paper here i think he proved that but uh that's always a hesitation for me as a better because sure. it's like if one fighter stock is rising the other one's declining it's like well well something's got to give here and ultimately yeah. I, I stay away from spots like these
0: for sure and like i you know that's a bet i wanted to give out but we're sticking to UFC over at elite. And I was like, you know what? Don't even get involved in the small market because not everyone has that book available to you. Like, like to bet on AJ, like maybe half the books had it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've heard different things about how they paid out. Like I asked that question in Twitter because someone told me last night, uh, they got bet- graded as a no contest. I was like, why would like you sh- if you got a job then, like if you did bet the DQ or the other guy, laughing, you should have won your bet. He mm-hmm. said they he got graded as a no contest. Then I had a few people saying today they got graded as winners, so. It's one of those ones you know like as a book you could kind of go either way there to you there's a, a, a way you could like if you did have uh eddie betters like maybe you could give them their money back like a bad b kind of thing aj like to buy some goodwill because that was bro i don't know there's just some stuff i don't trust about this promotion and i gotta be honest like the way that line dropped like it jumped like it, if have you seen the like did you wait let me show you this aj like you just gotta see like the way the line moved like right at the last second like it's And then this guy gets DQ on, like, it's just bizarre. Like the steam came in so quick, you know, and it just, that's the kind of stuff that always makes you wonder uh, for me, um, this one, look at that, look at that. Like all week it's floating around that and then look at this, AJ and it just nosedived right at the last second. Wow. That's kind of sketchy to me guys. Like I gotta be honest, the way the fight played out, like did someone know the result of this fight? was it filmed an hour before? <laughs> I don't It was truly a lie. Like, I don't know, man. My spidey senses are tingling, but it turns, I gotta be honest, you know, it kind of turns me away from betting on one a little bit too, you know, like when I see that kind of thing. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think in general, we don't have as much information about this promotion, you know, to make a, a really, truly educated bet, AJ, like we do with the UFC fight or a Bellator fight. Even I'm Not mm. sure what you think about that, like, like how often you even bet on one.
1: I, I've never bet on it. There you go. So that, there you go. Yeah, exactly. There yeah, you go. it's for that very reason. We just—it's hard to gauge the level of competition. Like we get—we're we, so much better at that in the UFC because they're just so much more experienced. They're seasoned fighters. We're used to them competing against one another. So it's, it draws for a solid, uh, like, uh, benchmark to to know exactly how good they are. Whereas in one, it's like, yeah, they got some really good fighters, but how are they in relation to one another? So it, it makes it a little bit more difficult. Kind of like contender series.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good comparison. You know, it's stupid, though, because their next couple of events, like I said, are tape delayed, so they might have been filmed already. (laughs) I don't know when they filmed these. I also think it's really sketchy, guys, how they don't have the official weigh-ins. They don't show the public the weigh-ins. I think that's really sketchy, you know, (laughs) because that guy looked massive. They both weighed in at 135 pounds, apparently. I don't know. A lot of people have questions about that, AJ. I'm not saying that they didn't, you know, hit that mark, but it'd be nice to see the way. Like, there's no official weigh-in. There's nothing... They just like and yes they are 10 pounds up or in this case 15 pounds up at 170 like for a lightweight fight which i like by the way like i don't i don't mind like a same day weighing like they're doing they just have to be like on weight and during the week they they weigh them um to make sure they're within a certain percentage of that division they do hydration tests on these guys that's what they claim anyways right but we don't see any of that man and that i like transparency bro i really like transparency Mm -hmm. and in in the United States and Canada, for instance, you and when the UFC go, when the UFC goes to any inter- international event, you have that you do have that transparency for the most part, you know. But there are like there's sketchy things that happen all the time. in These commissions, bro. I'm telling you, like I was in Montreal when GSP fought Nick Diaz. The, the, GSP didn't make weight that day. Like everyone knows, he came over like point one or point two in the scale. Everyone knows that, but they allowed it to pass. You know what I mean? So. Mm. The the Daniel Cormier thing, too. I mean, the towel, right? Like, they still allowed it. They still, remember that? Like, Yeah. so it's all commission-based. I just feel like, you know, this commission, I think they run their own, they're they're running their own events, aren't they? Like, wouldn't you like to see more transparency with, like, a weigh-in agent, an official weigh-in?
1: yeah i would for sure transparency is key that's what the people love i mean people like that when you know when they're subscribing to you know bets betting services they want to know where where exactly you're coming from just like we want to know everything else that that's out there that we could get our hands on right so the more transparent the better
0: i agree um did you watch any of the other fights on the card I did not, know. Okay, so there's just a few other fights. Uh, one fight, R- Raymond, Megham, Ali against Tyler McGuire. I thought McGuire was a dog had a chance here. He is a grinder. He made the full three rounds, but the other guy, the Russian, just did way way more damage. One of those mm-hmm. fights where damage just completely outweighs the takedown. You know what I mean? Like the other guy did have, he had uh, full mount, I think, at one point, but it didn't matter because he did nothing with it when the other guy was, you know, punishing him from in the clinch and stuff. So I think it was a good decision. By the way, they don't score fights per round. They do it as a whole. What are your thoughts on that?
1: that's interesting yeah um kind i guess like I pride,
0: to, pride rules a little bit you know
1: yeah that would definitely change some results of, of some fights we had right so oh yeah um, sure just like anything else that's newly implemented i'm sure there'd be a lot of uproar but you know if they were to, if the ufc or some or delta were to try it out i wouldn't be opposed to it just see how it is maybe it's maybe it's better maybe it's not but we won't know until they see it so i think it's a pretty interesting angle yeah um just a couple of fights in the card umar kane rug rug that big
0: humongous guy from senegal do you see his i don't know if you saw his fight it lasted like maybe 50 how long did it last maybe 48 seconds uh he fought a kickboxer took the fight on 24 hours notice uh oh, no mma experience the guy it was his first mma fight uh literally got taken down like right away and then just pounded. i i mean there was no because the fight was booked on short notice i don't think there was a betting line for it um and then there was two muay thai fights the muay thai fights were crazy though like i don't know if you saw that main event like that rod tang uh, versus Daniel Williams. Man, that fight was like brutal, agent Like, these Muay Thai guys are crazy. Man, <laughs> like, it's just, they're just destroying each other's bodies. It's insane. Kick to the body, kick, punch to the head. Like, that fight was good. than the other fight, um, Enrico Keel versus Chanigs Alazon. Anyways, that was a good fight, split decision. They were good fights. I mean, listen, like, I'm on, there's, by the way, there's like, there's some Muay Thai to bet on right now. I don't know if you saw the best fight out The They have Lions fight. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, for me, it's like, I have bet on this stuff before, but like I'm sticking to MMA now. I'm sticking to the UFC now, AJ, and Bellator. You know what I mean? The stuff mm-hmm. we know, right? Right. These other small markets, like you take a risk, right? You do take a risk, AJ, because you don't have that information that we have. So, you know, the other day I was saying, like, for instance, Maguire, and I was like talking about his dog. He ends up losing. Like, that's the kind of thing where, like, if, if it was if in the UFC, I'm not sure if I, you know, I, I would have had more information on it. You know what I mean? So, it is what it is but it's just live and learn i'm glad you know i ultimately i didn't they i didn't pay um uh, bet on anything in this fight but you know i i, I was telling people hey there was value in eddie alvarez and i feel like most people got screwed personally but you know i just feel like that that's a call that most refs don't make anything else you want to talk about this card we can move on to bellator we can move on to bellator all right let's do it so yeah we had um card last week aj um if you want to briefly maybe me talk about that card there was like it was all chalk that one um you had uh i know you bet been on pitbull um in the main event just made it look so easy the guy just you went through a, a tough guy Sanchez sanchez like just like butter mm-hmm. um you didn't sweat that one at all right? like he's just like this is this is too easy this guy's amazing
1: mm-hmm. yeah dude Pipple's he's a stud i mean we already kind of knew that and i cannot wait for him to fight aj mckee because those i cho- i really believe that those two are the best uh featherweights i mean I, in Beltor that is um aj mckee has looked like basically flawless as has Pitbull lately. So that is like I cannot wait for that matchup. And as far as the the matchup with Sanchez, I mean, yeah, Pitbull. That tells me that that tells me that he's not exactly one of these guys that oh yeah he's champ champ. He's getting complacent. No no no. He got a much more clear result this time, knocking out the, or not knocking out, but knocking down the very durable Manuel Sanchez, and, and then submitting him. A very talking about draft. Cole, just the vicious man. The guy's Cole'd, incredible. And then, and then Jackson Gracie, I mean, there was a little bit – it started off weird with Jackson yeah. scraping his eye, but the dude battled back and, and won two out of three rounds. Um, there was Tyrell Tyler, uh, – Tyrell, excuse me, Fortune, put it, uh, leaving no doubt. There's no um, uh, there's no controversy this time, no low blow. So he went out there, did his thing, got a ground-and-pound stoppage. And Uzma Nurmagomedov, Coach Khabib <laughs> is now 3-0 and um, the, the path, past month or so this year. I so, like that kid.
0: He looked good. Like the way he throws those kicks out, just throws the kick out, damages the guy. That's a guy to bet on going forward.
1: Yeah, like, assuming assuming he's not minus minus
0: 1,000. I mean, he's going right? to be you – know, I was going <laughs> to say, like, him and, and, and mega Magomedov, obviously. I mean, but he's going to be, like – I think some books had him at, like, minus 4,000. The guy was – he's just so good, and he just rolled in that fight, too. Um, you know what? Like, I didn't really even think about it, but, like, on, on fight day, like, a lot of the over-unders kind of dropped for that card. And, again, you know, you got to be careful with Bellator, I think, um, betting these over-unders. But, you know, some of these mismatches, AJ, like, they do result in a lot of finishes. So mm-hmm. these unders are hitting pretty easily. I mean, I, I think we're we're gonna say the same thing about this card. A lot of these fights, I'm guessing, like there's a lot of big chalk again. But um, you know, I think maybe that's something that, that to keep an eye on, guys. If you are like an over under better to look at the unders on this card because they do drop on fight day. I noticed, and uh, you know, there's a lot of finishes. AJ. All right, let's go through it, man. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so something. We'll go through the the prelims quick. I mean. Let's be honest. A lot of these fighters, none of us know a lot about. But the main card is very good. Just getting the odds out. Okay, so. All right. This fight right here. John Duma against Will Smith. This is the first fight, guys. Here we go. John Duma right now. This is according to uh, best fight odds, guys. Minus 485. Will Smith plus 350. Uh, You got a 4-2 fighter against a 3-2 fighter in the feather. I guess it's a feather bandway fight, actually. So I guess Smith's dropping down. Any thoughts on this one at all? (laughs)
1: <laughs> i mean not really I and mean, it's just another one of these cases where it's just let's like
0: these guys i don't even like I'll, I'll be honest like i mean let's do we know a lot about these guys no
1: no they're just they're, they're very inexperienced and, and we this got a guy minus is,
0: four something no way i wouldn't bet on 24 years old coming no. off of, he's lost two of his last three fights why would you bet minus 400 in this guy maybe this guy's worth a shot he's 31 years old he's coming off of loss too I don't know these guys, man. Let's be honest. You know AJ, like, uh, sorry guys, that's probably the worst breakdown we've ever done. (laughs) It really is.
1: Don't lay minus four hundred on these guys, like, please. We're gonna say no. No, that's just it, right? I mean, the reality is, you don't have to bet every fight on the card, right? When you have two fighters who are just very inexperienced, it's just it's tough to gauge. Like we were saying before what these odds should actually be based on the level of competition that they face so personally I, I don't feel bad passing about it at all i'll just rather invest in a spot that i feel good about 100 like, percent. like if you're,
0: like, uh, you're going to lay minus 400 when you want to invest in someone like that it's a quality fighter you know what i mean like you're taking a complete jump in the dark guys if you, you bet on this these guys i wouldn't even put these guys in parlays you know
1: Mm-mm, no all
0: right let's go this next fight Deanna av sagova versus Tara graph um Clearly, they're pushing this girl, like, by the way. I mean, that's pretty clear. I don't know if you saw the Wayans today. And by the way, she's a minus, minus 1370 and graph plus 750. This is a classic Bellator squash match, guys. Oh, by the way, Valerie's here. Hey, Valerie. This is a classic Bellator squash match. Let's <laughs> be honest, AJ.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, this girl, yeah, they're talking about, like, she's obviously very attractive. And she's undefeated. So, you know, like, this is someone that the UFC probably, or sorry, not the UFC, Bellator, they kind of, they tend to invest in these young fighters, AJ, like they really get behind them and push them with easy fights. I, I would say, I mean, I, no disrespect to this fighter here, Taylor graph, but come on. I mean, she's coming in here off of two straight losses by knockout. <laughs> like she's super inexperienced. She does have one win by knockout, but I mean, this girl has a one and two record. So, you know, like AJ, like this is su- such a low level MMA why would you want to lay minus 1370 on this girl like I wouldn't do it she's gonna roll but I mean maybe the under maybe that's what you'd look at here this is a fight where is there like do we have it yet probably not uh, I don't no. think so we don't but main card, yet. we do that's an under spot though I'd say AJ you know this fight don't the 1500 but if you can get under at, like under one and a half maybe even that's could be a spot because I'm pretty sure this girl destroys destroys uh graph here
1: yeah anytime it's a mismatch the under is always an option yeah. and the unders have higher limits than than the, the fight doesn't go to decision usually so um that's always an angle you could take because like yeah i mean there's people that parlay this and that but at minus 1300 or whatever like just you could always pass on it that's always an option so i feel more than comfortable just kicking back and, and watching the fight go down
0: i i agree but i'm just saying you know as an option because i wouldn't i don't play my i don't think either i mean aj's already said he draws the limit five to one so Mm-hmm. Like these huge favorites, they're just automatic passes for me. Um, I don't even really bother to look at the other side a lot of the time either. Like I, I don't even, I wouldn't even want to put anything on graph. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't even want to put a few bucks on her. I wouldn't even touch it, but mm-hmm. I do think that under could be a spot there, AJ. I do believe that for that fight. Cause that's a showcase fight. I think guys Bellator push Instagram friendly fighters, but have a terrible, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I gotta get my boy Tom Taylor, BJ Penn or used to be a BJ Penn. He's at maxim now. Look at this guy, man. He's he's, he's working with Maxim and they broke the Valerie and Lorena fight today. So I got to give Tom some credit for that one. She's a fighter that they just announced her next fight. And the girl she, I did the fight after AJ. The girl she's fighting is just terrible. So that's what they do in Bellator, guys. They There's a lot of these these young fighters. They just, they, it's like the boxing way, the old may, way of building up fighters, AJ. Um, have them fight kind of quote unquote, you know, cans. And again, you know, don't want to be too disrespectful to these fighters because they are in fighting in Bellator. and Anyway, Steps in the Cage, I do truly respect, man, because it's a tough job. But, you know, it's clear what they're doing in that fight. Okay, this next fight, uh, tough name to pronounce here. Nino, uh, Ninoa Dung versus Izzy William. And uh, odds for this one, Dung minus 160, William plus 130. Any thoughts on this fight, AJ?
1: No, I don't. I, I just, I focus mainly on the main card. Just no problem. Like my... Yeah, I
0: still want to go through it, though. You know, we'll go through it quickly. Yeah. Don't feel embarrassed, man. Because honestly, I don't know a lot about these guys either. I do remember him though, because he's fought. He's a Hawaiian dude, he's fought uh, a bunch of times in the ultra white cards. And then William, I guess, let's take a look at him four and three. He's coming off a loss to Jordan Levesque in the UFC now. Before I, well, I mean, you know, yeah. Again, this is not a fight that I don't think either of us want to touch. But I would probably lean towards Dong. He is the young. He's only twenty two years old. Maybe this is a spot to look at. You know, he's twenty two. The other guy's thirty three. Maybe that's a spot. Just like. Age is something I always look at a 10-year age gap. That's something that always intrigues me, AJ, because the majority of the time when a fighter has a 10-year age gap, they lose. So that's something that does intrigue me. I have to look into it a little bit more. But he is favored, Dom. I'm guessing that's what you'd pick, right?
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd just pick the favorites. Just lazy analysis.
0: No, it's okay, man. Don't <laughs> worry about it. I still want to go through it, though, guys. I mean, we're getting to yeah. the main card anyways. There's, like, only a few more prelims. This one, I mean, this is another fight. <laughs> Jalen Bates versus Jeffrey Klossner. I mean, look at this guy's picture. That's not I don't want to put money on this guy. <laughs> no offense to the guy. Um, uh, Jalen Bates minus 610, Glossner plus 425. Yeah, so Bates has one fight age and he's minus 600. Um, I don't even know how they – how do they even set these odds, really? Like, like what do they base it on? You know, like they must have knowledge of these guys just being beasts. And Oh, this guy has a lot of amateur fights, by the way. So yeah. I guess he's someone they've been kind of building a little bit. Um, Bates, so he's got probably 10 amateur fights and then Glossier, two 2-1. 24. He's young too. Yeah. I mean, it's dangerous don't, don't lay minus 600 in this fight either. You know, like, even like last week, there were fighters like uh, Mega Man, Mega Man, spend a man of I mean, I mean, age at least we have a sample size of like these mm-hmm. guys are, you're taking a shot in like regional level guys that never, like they don't have much experience, you know? Right. Again, it's not the, I'm sorry, guys. It's not the greatest analysis here, but like, this is, this is just good. I think advice in general, you don't have to bet every fight right. AJ, like you don't have to mm-hmm. have action. And as someone who used to do that, you know, because it's fun, I don't do that anymore. You know what I mean? I'm smarter about it. You know, that's what you have to be because you got to protect your stack, right, AJ?
1: Yeah. I mean, you have to. You just I, I would just rather invest my money in the spots that I feel the best about. Absolutely. Like, that's just it. Because yeah. like my only bet last event was was on Pitbull. I bet him at like minus 255, and it's a 39% ROI if it cashes. Like, what's wrong with that? You know yeah. what I mean? Well, like, no, it's a good
0: bet. It was a good bet.
1: Yeah. And I told you I'd like
0: Jackson, too. Those were like the two guys I liked. Um, mm-hmm. and, the, and the dude that smashed Roderick who I told you he's done. Again, you know that's a pure fate. Anyways, this guy Cody Law, guys, huge favorite to um, minus five eighty according to best fight odds. Nathan Gary plus four fifteen. Take a quick look at these guys. Cody Law, two and zero, twenty six years old. American Top. These are all like American Top Team guys, man. These are all like young killers though. Like that's what it is. Like they, they, you know, I'm guessing that their management there, like American Top Team, gets you know favorable matchups booked for these guys for the most part, and like this guy looks like a beast and this guy is also undefeated too no, but you know, much low level hasn't fought in two years has lost his amateur. Again, you know, low level fights guys, low level fights, but maybe this law guy is someone to keep your eye on. I mean, like you never know who's going to be the next like big thing. You never know. It's true. Like they have to start somewhere, right? Like you yes. never know when you're watching the next UFC champion. That's the crazy thing about the sport, man. Like, there's been guys that i i saw in the regional stage and it became like great you know what i mean that i never thought would ever happen you know it always gotta start somewhere so keep that in mind um, yeah. but in general it is lower on fights and i know these guys are pretty good though this Jornel lugo guy cast bell these guys are ranked in the bell term ranking so um lugo is a big favorite here my 325 bell plus 250. any thoughts on this fight
1: no just two green fighters that you know Want nothing to do with from a vetting perspective because the yeah. odds we, we don't like to your point we don't even know if these odds are correct like yeah i agree i agree with that yeah go you ahead know what i mean like six to one like i guess in hindsight it could look like that but how how do we know that like going into it there's just not enough really data to suggest that so there's nothing wrong with just passing on these spots and um the main card fights as we'll get into are, are more competitive and we have more information on these fighters so that's generally where i look to um, i agree on Belter cards yeah
0: Yep. I agree with that. I mean, there are you know, if you really do dig deep, you can definitely find some spots, but in general, I just think, you know, laying minus 600 unproven fighters is so dangerous, man. Like, mm-hmm. like even, you can't even lay that on really good fighters like Demetrius Johnson and they can still lose, you know, like it's just dangerous. So that's the, that's the threat you take guys. Um, I'll just, next fight here at uh, Talita Nogueira against Jessica Borga. Nogueira does have quite a bit of experience in uh, Bellator. She's minus 325, Borga plus 250. Pretty sure the score rolls too, right?
1: yeah yeah i mean uh jiu-jitsu practitioner i mean i so guess like the of-
0: really losses she's got though <laughs> like, this yeah. is minus 325 a lot of grappling fights but still like
1: yeah a lot of grappling fights she, she felt Ju- uh julia bought on yeah. her resume that's that's interesting um her, her her fight actually got postponed she was gonna fight on this card it got postponed to the next event so um pretty interesting there but uh yeah yeah i mean uh, this is the showcase for what is it the, the featherweight or the 135 pound division yeah. um it's gonna be tough to just with cyborg as a champ i i just think she's gonna reign as champ you know what i mean yeah um, i agree so so hopefully one of these two ladies is a good showing and, and maybe they get a title shot
0: yeah so this fight this is an interesting fight i mean like not all these films are kind of random fights this is a good fight dalton rosta against tony johnson tony johnson was on a contender series a couple years ago and he won his fight it was a great fight he should have been signed and game White passed on because he's older geist and it's like, why did they even bring, I remember complaining about that. I'm like, why did they bring an older guy in the show? Then if they're going to say he's too old, he won the fight. It was a great fight. Look at this case. So by the way, the odds minus 600, this guy's a beast. He's a tank. They call him Hercules. I mean, this dude's just in insane shape. Like at the way not down. If you saw it, AJ, like the guy's in freaking like, oh, I'm going to find it. Cause this guy is just like, he's just crazy shape. Like it's just, they call him Her- sorry, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say he justifies the name hercules doesn't really he? like
0: call him that i guess like i mean <laughs> I, I honestly don't know a ton about him. james told me about this guy for a while james uh lynch he was telling me like this guy's really good man like keep your eye on this guy he's been telling me for a while now Cool. Oh, i'm just gonna find the uh where is it here yeah they did have they did have. like at least they have waynes right but like look at this dude where is it guys like crazy shape look at this guy this guy makes 185 how how does this guy make 185
1: he's an just absolute like- beast just like we were wondering about uh, with Romero for all those years, it's just how did I don't they do they get it? it. But you know? but honestly, this guy is a really good
0: fighter, Tony Johnson. Man, he is a very good fighter, guys. He is someone I do know about. We can definitely talk about him. So you know, Dalton Ross, let's get to him quickly. I mean, twenty-five years old, he's a tank, as you can see. They obviously like this guy. He is an absolute unit. He's undefeated in MMA. um, AJ, like you know, everyone's saying this guy's going to be a, a big contender here. But this guy is a really good fighter, guys. America, he's an, an AK trained guy. He's been training with those guys forever. DC, Kane, forever. Look at his record, AJ. He actually has um, not a ton of fights. He's been inactive over the years, but he knocked out Joe Schilling and Bellator. He won his fight in the Contender Series. It got passed on and then knocked out Joe Schilling's next fight. And I guess because COVID he didn't fight last year. This guy is a beast. And I swear to God, guys, this is going to be the toughest fight in this kid's career. And I would not be surprised if this guy wins. So I am familiar with this fighter. And... I'm not saying you know go in you know put your house on it, but at plus four thirty, this is a spot you could throw a flyer on. Okay, AJ. So
1: if this wins, can you give me credit next week? Of course. I mean, we yeah, we said it right here. But isn't there a wide age gap here? Thirty-seven he versus he twenty-four. Told-
0: I agree. Yeah. I agree.
1: But I just
0: think the talent is there where he can actually make this a competitive fight because this kid's never been tested by someone with this kind of striking. Man, I don't think like this mm-hmm. guy knocked out Joe. Sullivan. I know he doesn't have a great chin, guys, but. Don't get me wrong. Well, like there's a reason he's my six. Heart. Look at the guy, look at him, right? But yeah. I question the cardio a little bit, right? Can we question the cardio a little bit? What happens if it does get pushed, pushed by a veteran guy who's been in there with some really good fighters over the years, you know? like. So I don't know. I mean, that's a spot where, again, like all the things that I I, I always bet against, right? Like age gap and all, like just momentum, right? Like all that stuff sometimes you gotta like just look at the guy as a fighter this guy is a talented fighter so we'll was see he,
1: he might get smashed but we'll see what are you gonna say w- wasn't he matched up with cunningham on the contender series he, he was a younger younger guy was he not that they were matching him up with I'll
0: think cunningham let's take a look 20 yeah, he was two years ago 25 years old seven and two record and this guy had well he had lost one fight but still i mean he had a lot of knockout wins aj you know in lfa that's the risk you take guys everyone thought that guy was supposed to win right Mm-hmm. And Johnson was, what were the odds? Oh, uh, he was, yo, look, he was a plus 400 underdog, AJ. <laughs> AJ, I'm telling you, look, here yeah. we go. Daniel, there we go, baby. I'm not, uh, listen, there's a reason the guy's my 600. Look at the guy. We all saw the pictures, but the experience that and the toughness and the, and the durability. And that Joe Schilling fight, I believe it was tied 1-1 and it was like a really close fight he just landed a brutal punch like he, he's got good cardio so let's see let's see what happens guys uh, I'll give myself a pat on the back on that one at least but I mean hey I might take a small shot on no one like just a small punt not that I usually do that but it, those odds are too crazy to me like and that's again the risk with laying 600 on on an unproven fighter I think a lot of people just parlay you know this guy too but this dude is not bad man I'm telling you like he's a mm-hmm. he's a legitimate talent and uh here's okay actually that's the end of the prelim so We'll see. Let me get this a comment from Kenshiro. That's awesome, man. Good job. Yeah. Wow. That's a crazy parlay. Jeez. Wow. Um, go to the main card now, AJ. Uh, Dan Morret against Goiti Yamauchi. This is a quality fight here, guys. To uh, this is guys, a former UFC fighter, obviously. And Goiti's, uh, you know, stalwart at Bellator. Right now, the odds, according to Best Fight Odds, uh, it's a pretty hefty price here on Yamauchi. Minus minus four twenty-five, Moret plus three twenty. Give me your thoughts on this fight, AJ.
1: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's almost as if you know Gauchi's just or, or Gaudi, excuse me, is, is is getting a good matchup here. He's number three rated uh, lightweight in Bellator. We, we know, yeah, yeah, very good. His last loss came against Chandler, um, which obviously is definitely not a bad loss at all. And I just I don't think uh, Morat can really do to him what Chandler did, and doesn't mean that based off that Morat has no chance to win. No, but um i tend to think gaudi should be a favorite i think he's a better fighter standing i think he's a better submission specialist and that's seems to be Moret's strength we saw Morette in the ufc he uh struggled to land takedowns uh he struggled to take down alex white um he struggled to really get really any sort of significant offense on so i just think that you know technique wise athleticism wise gaudi's got him beat there um and that's why i think he should be a favorite um i think he rolls but uh We'll see it's interesting in that gaudi most of his wins are by submission but more a pretty good submission grappler he's a bjj brown belt so i wouldn't be shocked to i guess see this fight go to decision um how do you see that one
0: i actually we interviewed dan right me and james on the old podcast the party shop podcast like in 2000 and i want to say 2013 or 14 like right around here like when he fought i think it was when he fought luke sanders or bobby one of those fights we interviewed mm-hmm. him way back in the day so i'm pretty familiar with this guy He's kind of just a, he's one of those journeymen. Let's be honest, AJ. He's a journeyman. You know, he's one of these guys that he competes regional level guys, and you saw him go to the UFC, and he was terrible in the UFC. He lost all three sides. To be fair to him, like, Gore Burns is a brutal matchup, obviously. <laughs> I mean, poor guy. And then look at this fight, I mean, Barcelos, Like, I mean, these are tough matchups, Gordon. Why, it's a fight you should have won, I would say. This is actually a pretty good win here. Anton Kuvin a former UFC fighter, too. So, like, he's got experience, man. Like you said, he's got a pretty good ground game, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Why?
0: I think Yamauchi is like super dynamic. And again, the age gap agent in this fight too, you know, I just think, I don't think it's something he can overcome. He's, he's getting up there in age and this dude's in his prime. He's 28 years old and look at that. Like I, I, I actually forgot he even fought Darren Krukshank in Bellator, former UFC fighter. That's a quality win. Daniel Weichel, Sada good win, Adam Piccolati. Um, you know, I've watched this guy's whole career guys. I've watched him since he came into Bellator. He was always a guy that won his fights. He just, he gets the job done. So, He's a guy that I think is a guy that you want to put your money on, to be completely honest with you, because he usually gets the job done. He's a guy that works hard for our money. He never just quits in his fights. Like even the losses he's had were very close losses, AJ. So, you know, I'd rather bet if you're going to like lay a, a number, this is a guy I target personally, because he's a guy that has been, you know, someone that's won a lot of fights in Bellator over the years. And. Again, he, he fights hard for three rounds. He will fight for your money. That's what you're looking for, too. You want someone who's tough, AJ. You know what I mean? So not sure if you're going to look at this fight, but I, I think he rolls here, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't say as far as a betting perspective goes. But, yeah, I do agree with Gowdy being a favorite. I, you said it. he's he's a better fighter, so that yeah. should mean that he wins. Um, and, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, number three rated, lightweights. Uh, we know yeah. <laughs> the bulls holding down that division. Um, but who knows? Maybe with an impressive performance, he gets a title shot.
0: Yep, I'm just gonna take some questions right now. Jose, how big would it be, Rugweb? Because Chan, yeah, I mean, pretty big, right? Like he's he's got that like look, right? He's like uh, you want that like you're the poster boy they call it, right? Like Nagano is great for posters. This guy is too. Mm. Rugweb's a big sloppy, true. He is. He is. He, he his striking needs work, but his, he gets to the ground like you can't get. He's just hu- he's just a huge dude. You know what I mean? He's talking about DJ saying he looks a bit flat. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's as focused on his career as he used to be. I think that's fair to say. But you know, he got beat by a good fighter too. I don't think you want to take anything away from Adriano. In that fight. Okay, let's talk about this fight. Kat Zingano gets Olivia Parker, guys. Um, big odds here again. Kat minus eight fifty, AJ plus five seventy five for Olivia Parker. We obviously remember Katsigano from the UFC, and I'm pretty sure she rolls on this one too. AJ, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think so too. Uh, Zingano's uh, the better grappler, I think. Parker, oh, yes. that seems to be where she excels. It's just uh, Zingano is is just, I think, better technically. Parker will have some size on her, which is interesting. Um, and we did see, it was just a sequence, but it was still pretty concerning. Gabrielle Holloway, Mount Zingano, led some ground and pound out her for over a minute or so, a minute and 30 seconds. So that's a concern, but, uh, I generally agree with Zingano being a big favorite. I think she rolls maybe with a win here. She gets to fight Cyborg. I know we were talking about one of the prelim fights, but I think that Zingano with an impressive performance after Leslie Smith fights Chris Cyborg could make a, a strong case for sure. That's so
0: funny because comment. She's actually younger. Yeah, she's 38. She's the younger fighter in the fight. This is obviously a favorable matchup for her. I got to be honest, though, guys. Like, I don't think she looked that good in the last fight with Holloway. I I was, like, I was scared as I'm watching it for her, you know what I mean? Because I'm a fan of her. I want her to do well. Like, she's been through a lot, man. Like, her husband committed suicide. You know, she had some struggles in the UFC. She's had a lot of issues, you know what I mean? So she's someone I want to root for. But, bro, she didn't look that good in that fight at all. And I would not lay the number on her here, personally, at 850. Again, you told me you draw the line of five to one. So that's probably someone you, you just completely passed on just based on that. But, you know, I do expect your win. Having said that, it's not even a fight like I would even be looking at the over under because I think it can go either way in that, too. You know what I mean? Like, do you have a strong lean towards a finish or, or a decision in this fight?
1: Um, I mean, in favor, I. Could finish, I guess you favor of one. I would, you know, a wide skill gap could spell a finish. Um, I guess I wouldn't be shocked to see it go to decision just based off the fact that Zagano has gone a decision so many times. But, I mean you know you watch tape and it's just like she's just so much better than this girl where i, I wouldn't be shocked i, I see see guests guest her. so
0: yep. um
1: i would lean zingano probably finishes it uh finishes the fight just based off the wide skill gap but uh i guess the decision would have totally shock me based off the recency
0: yeah so i'm just looking at the props on that guys and the under is minus 140 minus under two and a half rounds minus 140. maybe that's the way to go here maybe that is the way to go because i think there is a skill gap on the ground as far as the technique goes, but the size does worry me a little bit, you know, she's finding these big girls, right? Kevin said, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, son, she wouldn't be someone I'd be looking at, but I would, I guess I'd favor the under a little bit too, actually, AJ to be honest with you. Actually, you know what, in, in general, I feel like that's not a bad way to target these huge favorites to bet the unders on them um, or the inside of the distance props, like Montel Jackson last week. I think that was like even money or something for the finish. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and when there's like, you said that wide discrepancy in the skill, so it's, it's something that's always like you can keep your eye on but again maybe this girl is going to be tough enough that you know or maybe casting just is washed up enough like like uh, Kevin thinks okay now mm-hmm. this fight I think this fight is probably the best fight in the card I absolutely love this fight I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this one AJ Jeremy Kennedy it's Adam Boric I love this fight guys very very close odds um minus 130 for Kennedy plus 110 for Boric it feels like they have. One of these like really really close fights on every card now for Belter. Like they had the the Jackson Gracie fight last week, and this is this fight. Man, give me your thoughts on this one.
1: I mean, this is this is kind of like it. Although um, I just don't really see Boric's really taking Kennedy down. I just him being the better striker. Um, he should be able to want to just keep the fight upright. Um, and it's just a, a classic striker versus grappler matchup. Like Boric's is the is the striking phenom in my opinion. Um, it's hard for me to watch tape and not favor Boric pretty significantly on the feet. Um, and then Kennedy, what he needs to do is is get the clinch, get the takedowns, and win via control. We know Kennedy's got good cardio. Um, I know you're a UFC stats guy. He landed like eight takedowns in you know at least one of his UFC fights. So he's got the cardio to do that for 15. I guess where I'm struggling with on this fight is is Kennedy as good of an athlete? And is he a good of a wrestler as these guys that were able to take down Ken- uh, Borik's? You know, I'm referring to Caldwell, Pico, Amel. Personally, I think those guys are are a step above Kennedy in terms of uh, athleticism and wrestling. So can Kennedy get his game going? It's possible, but um, I think that there's also a decent chance that Borks keeps the fight upright where he could maybe win a decision or potentially by knockout. Uh, Kennedy is, uh, he's lost via stoppage twice. Those are the only two ways he, or the only way way in which he lost his two fights to um, And then also in PFL, um, yes. he'll say that no contest against the, um, Pineda, where it was a guillotine, but it got overturned. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Boric's young guy, improving. They both are. Um, but he's a Sanford MMA guy. And that – Boric's isn't – and that camp's red hot right now. I mean, it, it really is. Chandler Burns. I mean, Brunson. They got a lot of good things going on down there with Henry Hoofton in, in Florida. So, um, I, I'm high on that camp right now. How do you see it going down? To your pick, you're picking Boris? I slightly lean Boric's, yeah. I do. Or, I, like Borch? I like Boric. I yeah.
0: like Boris, guys. I like him a lot. I think he's – I think he's worth a bet. Minus 130? I think he's the way better fighter. It comes down to who's the better MMA fighter. I think he's the better MMA fighter. He's proven that, man. He is a great young fighter, guys. Like, he really is. And the odds are always pretty good on him, too, you know? Like, he's been a, like, Pico, he was a huge underdog in that fight. I can't remember what the odds were. He was, let me check on best fight odds. Adam Borch closed at, um, against Pico, plus 200. Okay, so not huge, but plus 200. And then, even against Pat Curran, he was a small favorite. You know, he's, he's not a guy that's always, like, a huge favorite. Like, you get him in a good line. I think he's a really good young fighter. I think Henry's decent too, but I don't know, man, I'm with you. Like, I I, I don't think he's as good as like maybe the stats or whatever indicate because the guys he fought in UFC were not great fighters. Let's be honest, like Ronnie like Jason, Kyle Bocciak, Alex Reggie, like, come on, those are easy fights. This guy also lost as a massive favorite in this fight. He was like, plus he was minus 390. It said, yeah, he was a huge favorite and lost AJ. So I don't really trust him. And the guys he's beaten since then, yeah, like Steven Tyler, that's a guy that allows the takedown. Matt set, a guy who couldn't get to cut it. Um, he actually – he lost this fight to uh, Daniel Penae. That should be a loss. That's a loss that got overturned because uh, I think of uh, PEDs. I'm not sure it was. Bad yeah. substance of some sort. I'm not sure what it was actually. But um, the point is, like, he's a guy with a lot of holes in this game. And you mentioned Sanford MMA. Dude, if you bet on those guys, they always win. That team is a <laughs> team of winners. Bro, There are on there are, there are a win streak right now. They've got Brunson, uh, Omar Morales um Impa sanguine is fighting this weekend he's another guy who's a huge favorite that probably should roll we'll we'll talk about that fight maybe man i i just think that that team is really red hot so yeah i mean i, I haven't be, i haven't played anything yet guys but i think borch had a pick and price that's someone you gotta look at i think and i think you're agreeing with me on that aj yeah i mean look at price is right
1: yeah it's it's a dogger pass matchup i feel I, I feel like it's gonna look like a binary fight if, if kennedy is able to to get his grappling going then uh he he'll look like a decent size favorite but if, if Kennedy or Bork is able to keep the fight upright he could win by knockout he could win by decision although I would lean more towards knockout just because I think yeah. he's just a much better striker so I I
0: really like him in the fight Let's, well how about this fight um this Carmouche research a Porto women's flyweight boat two veterans here um odds on this one Carmouche I believe is favored here minus
1: 170 plus 150 for Porto any thoughts on this fight I guess what's giving me the most trouble is, is gauging exactly how good of a defensive grappler Porto is. There's, there's footage of her defending takedowns. A lot of them in part, I think, because she's so physically strong, but I also think she has solid technical concepts, but then there's other footage of her getting taken down from a head and arm throw, uh, nearly grounded pound finished uh, more than once. Um, my, I have concerns on the Carmouche side, obviously against Deanna Bennett, she was taken down and controlled in round two. She'd lost that round. Um, they're both really physically strong women, you know, uh, Karmouche, the former Marine, they're both Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. So I think it's, I think we're going to get a fight where they're going to want to take each other down, but you, we always get sometimes those weird fights where like two fighters excel as grapplers, but they want to stand with each other. In which case, I actually think Carmouche is a bit better of a striker. Porto's got power, but I think Carmouche is, is a bit better technically. Um, so that's what I, I guess I'm just having a tougher time reading because I could see takedowns being landed on either side. But I guess I, I do trust Carmouche just a bit more. She's more tested. Um, I think she's a bit better technically, and I just I just trust her level of competition more, her experience a bit more. Um, Porto should be a stout test, um, but I I tend to agree with Carmouche being a favorite. Um, how do you see it? Yeah, I mean this is a this is a really good fight. You know, this girl should have been in the yes. UFC I think years ago.
0: Man, she really should have been. You know, she's fought everyone like. like she's by the way she's also older she's they're both 37 so you know she's not a prospect it's two veterans going at it like look you got to respect this aj look she didn't fight she had she fought chris cyber in 2005. you know she fought roxanne mountafiri in 2008. she fought News in 2009. aj you were like a teenager then she was fighting the toughest girls in the world think about it man. like this girl has been fighting at a high level for a long time and she should have been in the ufc a long time ago the problem is guys you know she's 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 good enough i think to be like a solid fighter, but at the same time, she's not that top elite level. And I feel like Carmouche is just at the, the bottom end of that top level of the division. You know what I mean, AJ? Like she's at the bottom end of that top 10, I think. Cause I think if Carmouche wasn't in the UFC right now, she would be top 10 for sure. If you look at the division, you know, she was cut because of some other issues. I don't think it was cause she wasn't performing. She she actually had fought for the belt and then she got cut after the she fought Valentina. So it wasn't because of performance. Like she had won, I think a couple of fights before that, right? She's mm-hmm. not the most exciting fighter though. That's the other thing, you know, like they're both grinders, you know, um, I, I think, yeah. you know, I, I, as, I would like to see Porter win just because I think it'd be cool to see like a new contender emerge, but I think, I think Carmouche probably is just going to be too strong for a man. Like she's physically strong and I feel like it's going to be a grappling fight. AJ. I agree with you completely. She's going to be the one in top. That's what I think. So is that kind of how you're reading it to you a little bit?
1: Yeah, I, I tend to think that Carmouche should win the aggregate of the stri- uh, the grappling exchanges. Again, my only hesitancy with, like, favoring her heavily there yeah. is just the, the Bennett fight. But, you know, like, uh, I would argue that, like, just she, her just facing higher level of competition. I mean, like, I just – I watched Porto's fight with Milana Dudieva. She was taken down from a headed arm throw and was, like, back-mounted and, like, took a lot yeah. of ground and pound. I mean, if Carmouche takes her back, I mean, she's mainly a decision fighter, but she's just coming off a runic choke finish of BJJ Blackwell, I don't see why she can't. Sink in the hooks and get the choke.
0: Yeah, it's possible so. for sure. Yeah, it's not really a fight I, I think I want to bet on, but from a pure picking perspective, I, I did want to pick quarters because I, I, you know, I'd like to see, like I said, a new a new fighter emerge, kind of, especially someone underrated. Like she's kind of like adriana Marais; she's someone that's not getting her credit because people have, she's been an invicta. You know what I mean, AJ? Whereas Caribou, hmm. has been in the UFC. We all know her. Caribou probably does win, but it's not it's not a it's a close fight. The odds are pretty much right. I think at minus might as well say. that seems right to me. kinshiro I've already parlayed the it's good, good. This guy says Kennedy he sucks. He's okay, man. He's not great. Um, Carbus asked me, maybe you're right, Kevin. I, my apologies there, but either way, I mean, it wasn't like performance. It's not like she had lost three straight. Like she had won a couple of fights. Okay, last fight here on the card. Main event, guys, is a rematch. And I gotta tell you, man, I remember this first fight because that card was awesome. It was Shogun versus Brandon Vera, and this was the co-main event. And uh, I remember I was on the UFC press the conference call with Dana White, and I was asking him. I said to him, Are you gonna give the title shot? Uh, to the most impressive performer. He said yeah, because everyone at that point thought someone else would get the title shot. And Machida won, he ended up fighting uh, you know, for the belt or whatever. So that was cool, man. It's a cool moment. Um I just remember also that everyone was like saying Bader had no chance and he got destroyed. And if you watch that first fight, he got like overzealous and ran in and got caught basically. I'm sure you watched the first fight again. Um, you know, it's obviously ten years later or nine years later now I should say, and Machida's way older now, forty two years old. Bader's also pretty old, thirty seven, but you know since that first fight man like it's just two guys going opposite directions really like machida going downwards and bader going upwards and Bader's got the grappling and machida he's still got some striking um the odds right now are pretty heavy aj uh bader minus 290 machida plus 245 do you, you believe that's accurate or or you think they're a little bit wide
1: i mean i agree with bader being a favorite just because he should be able to control where the fight goes and you know machida he's shown generally solid takedown defense throughout his career but he's still been pl- taken down plenty of times and uh the biggest concern i had for machida was in round three against Musasi, where he kind of fell to his back with like a minute 30 left and he could not work back up like he just kind of settled for a guillotine choke couldn't get it and then just ended the fight on his back like against a wrestler on the level of bader at ncaa division one background i think that path to victory is there for bader just takedowns top control um, wouldn't expect him to finish Machita because, as we know, Machida's a black belt and that sort of thing. But Matt, this matchup aside, again, I, I agree with Bader being a favorite. He probably goes out there and wins, although I think on the feet it could be a little dicey for him because Machida's still the better technical striker. Mm-hmm. But I've... <sighs> I don't want to be Mr. Hindsight, but I was even saying this prior to going into the Nemkov fight. Like if you look at B- Bader's resume in, the Bell- in Bellator, obviously he's, he's found his groove. He's found his rhythm. He's the champ champ. He's done great, but he's mostly been winning fights by knocking guys out in the, in the first round that have been knocked out plenty of times, or yeah. he's like dominating them with top control. And when those two passive <clears throat> victories weren't like on the table, at least on paper against Nemkov, a very young, durable guy who's combat Sambo background like he struggled there so like in this tournament like this matchup aside um I have my hesitancies with Bader if he can't knock the guy out that he's facing in front of him quickly or just take him down and ride out top control there's a lot of good wrestlers in this in this bracket um but in this first matchup here against Machida he's probably he's facing the guy that has that doesn't come from a strong wrestling background therefore I think he should be able to to win the fight that way but i do have my concerns for bader in general in this in this big tournament here because there's guys like romero anthony johnson who already beat him i mean nemkov is there as well phil davis a split decision like i like bader i think he's a very talented fighter but like as we've seen like when those two things don't happen when those two things aren't going for him he tends to struggle so yeah. we'll see exactly how it plays out but uh yeah i think bader probably wins kill a gorilla thinks Bader wins too
0: yeah, I think he should win because he does have the grappling advantage we talked about. And, you know, he's just been dominating the guys, like you said, AJ. But I, I, I don't think I can lay the juice on him here, guys. I have concerns, man, about his chin, especially at 205. He's not the same guy at 205, I don't think. That weight cut is brutal for him, AJ. We're not even talking about the fact that most of his wins came recently at heavyweight. And we saw him move down to 205, and he got destroyed by the champ, Nemkov. That's a tough weight cut for him. You know, he is an amazing fighter. Don't get me wrong, but I do question him a little bit at 205. Um, at heavyweight, he can just eat as much as he wants. doesn't have to worry about that. It's fine. But, you know, at 205, man, you know, he, that's where all his losses really came earlier in his career. I mean, at heavyweight, he hasn't lost. Mm-hmm. But at 205, he's had some losses. Like, look at this fight with Anthony Johnson. I mean, well, that was a different fight, obviously, that he was able to not, you know, get taken down. That's the biggest concern here. But Nemkov was a more technical striker, and he knocked him out. I don't know. Yeah. I'm picking Bader, but I gotta be honest, man. I don't think I can play it, AJ. I i just I i do think there's a slight chance Machida can win. Like Machida's been competitive, guys. Like split decision fights against Davis and Masati. They were close, AJ. He almost beat those guys. Phil Davis and Bisati so we were top ten guys in that division. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Bader should win, but I don't I have concerns. I'm not sure. I guess you feel the same way or is this someone you would consider like playing
1: I mean, no, no, but I, I think you made a good point about the heavyweight thing. I think he's much better at heavyweight. Like, I think that is like a perfect weight class for him. He's, he, it's a much less competitive. Whereas like, if you look at this lightweight bracket, I mean, I don't know if people have looked at, I know you have, but like this lightweight bracket contains a lot of guys that could pose a lot of resistance for a guy like Bader. They all come from, except for Machida, they all come from high level wrestling backgrounds. They all hit very hard, except Davis isn't really a power puncher, but, but generally a lot of them are. And therefore, I think this lightweight bracket is kind of like a toss-up. Like, yeah, Yeah. I mean, I understand Nemcov being, per the betting odds, the most likely guy to win. But I don't think it's a blowout by any means. I think it's very close. So We should
0: actually take a look at those odds. Why don't we take a look at them? Um, Sure. What book has them? Let me try to think here. Bet online has them? Let me see. If I have have my account. I don't have an account there. Yeah, I should be able to get in there. Bet online. Okay. MMA. Let's do it. MMA props. All right. Um, you know word would be like? Oh, here I found it. I found it. it's at the bottom in the features. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, Nemkov is uh, plus one ninety. So he's favored, like you said. But here's a guy I'm looking at: Anthony Johnson at plus seven hundred. That is a guy I'm looking at. He, I think he's the best fighter in the field personally. I know he's older now, guys. He hasn't fought in a while, but at plus seven hundred, that's a feature I'm looking at personally. I, I mean, these fights we have to see what happens, I guess now. But if you want to take a shot, them, the odds are going to change, right? let's just let's, let's go through the major plus 190 for nemkov plus 425 for UL romero plus 500 for ryan bader plus 700 uh rumble johnson Corey anderson plus a thousand uh his opponent Dolvechen chen Gurov plus a thousand phil davis plus 1400 which is the biggest underdog in the field plus at plus thirty three hundred, which is pretty nuts but i understand it too i don't think he's gonna get through these wrestlers right that's probably what the odds makers are thinking anything that like is there anything that piques your interest you're not i i don't think you're a futures guy but anything you would you know it's a fun play that you, you throw a few bucks on or something
1: i mean not that i could give out on here there, there are a few that i did mention in the shout out to daily fan mma that i do like uh for, for that contest but i think that like whenever you have like a feel like at least if from your perspective if you if there's ever an opportunity for a futures market where you think that it's generally competitive and there's ridiculous odds for whoever it is um and you think that they have a legit chance of winning i always think that that is like worth for me it's like worth a shot in general whatever the sport may be um you mentioned johnson i mean yeah. like i think johnson has all the skills to win but like you know as, as i was re- researching his fights it's just like I, I just don't know how motivated he is yeah, you know what he I mean? finds like a he way moves. to lose yeah he finds a way to lose when he is on he is as dangerous as they come before francis and came into the ufc he was like the guy that everybody was, was afraid of yeah. uh but it's just like the the retirement. He's saying, you know, I was rewatching his post fight interview after losing to Cormier the second time. He's he wants to do something else. It just I don't know how passionate he is about it with fighting. And um if we're not getting a hundred f- percent or even ninety percent or who knows, Rumble Johnson, um, it's just it's tough yeah. for me to really back him with a lot of confidence. You know what I mean? Even sure. if he's got all the skill.
0: You know, I will say this though: a million dollars is on the line. That is a hell of a lot of motivation for these guys. Like. You know that's that's more than he would probably ever made the ufc for any of his fight. i mean maybe he actually he fought for the belt a few times maybe he did i don't though i mean he fought Cormier for the belt Not like cormier's a massive draw he's probably never made a million dollars so maybe it is um you know a little bit more motivating. but you're right aj i mean he hasn't fought in a while i'm just saying like a plus 700 for a guy that i think i think he can beat romero enough i mean we'll see i i actually haven't i haven't looked into it enough i just think you know it is a pick em, i believe it maybe romero has a slightly i can't remember now but uh That's a crazy fight. Like this tournament's pretty crazy. I'm excited for it. Um, Yeah, it starts. uh, Yeah, like do you want to give? Can you give a pick out for the tournament winner? Like, is there anything you could you could say or no?
1: I mean, no. I still can't. That's okay.
0: (laughs) okay. No worries. No, I I I don't. I honestly, I don't even have a pick. I feel like it's really hard to to predict something. But I guess if I take a long shot, I I would take Rumble. Is there any long shot you could say? Like one long shot we could look at. AJ can't say that either
1: i really can't no because well because uh shout out to shout out to brett appley we've been we've been working on this sort of thing it's just kind of the, the no idea worries. okay okay yeah.
0: we'll, we'll pass on it okay yeah. i think that's it for today anyways basically done um anything else you want to mention any, anything else you're looking at uh for we got one we got one minute here so plug whatever aj if you have any plays or anything you want people to read or whatever
1: uh, yeah, sure. So if you guys want to subscribe to the MMA Bellator premium content that I provide, uh, you can do so at Daily Fan MMA on the Bellator tab. Uh, also, check out Brett's content, uh, UFC content, on there as well. He does a great job; very well known in the industry. Um, I also contribute to Fantasy Pros, uh, MMA Odds Breaker, and Rotowire. So So, uh, got some free content out there as well. Don't 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 think that uh, you know all my content is paid for. I give out uh, FanDuel uh, yep. uh, picks for for MMA and other stuff as well. So, uh, and all my bets for UFC are still free um for the time being so yeah, yeah no 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 worries AJ. i totally respect that no for sure
0: um i just i i honestly guys like i feel like futures in general are hard like i remember the the, the strike force tournament years ago and i thought fader would win he got eliminated in the first round everyone thought fader was gonna win right and then the, the winner ended up being the um uh, uh, like Dale Corney, who was an alternate he was plus 2000 he was an alternate you know so <laughs> someone <laughs> could get injured and someone else walks in and wins the tournament like it's you never know what's gonna happen so anyways um, mm-hmm. You guys can uh, follow me on Twitter at Adam Adam Martin, podcast, MMAONSWEaker.com. It's on our YouTube channel. It's on Anchor. It's on uh, wherever, iTunes. Subscribe, like, smash that stuff, share it, guys. Um, AJ's here every Thursday with me. I'm here with Marcel on Monday and Tuesday. What else? Um, bet, um, uh, elite betting, elite uh, fantasy. Tomorrow I'm going to have my DFS breakdown, AJ, and my bets. I'll give out the podcast tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern. And then, uh, yeah, I'll check all the new guys. I have this article on Sasha Polatnikov. I want you people to check out on my Twitter. It's really interesting. All right, guys. Peace. Talk to you soon.